0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday late afternoon before I hop into my own sweat session here, and uh, I'm dreading it. Uh, I'm like you guys. I'm really. We're all human. We're all normal and basic, and uh, I understand it's a gift, you know, to be able to move your body every single day and take it through these workouts and you know make progress and feel strong and powerful. But there's just days where you Are kind of, you know, dreading it. Where, uh, what do I have in the dock of the day? Uh, Sled push, uh, split squats, walking lunges, and then there's two other patterns that are are written down. I don't have the book in front of me, Uh, but that's part of my training program for today. And some days that's awesome and I want to crush that and push myself. And some days I'm like, man, I'd rather swallow, you know, wet gravel (laughs) than have to go through that. But uh, hopefully I get motivated by uh, speaking to you guys and and I'm going to gut through it either way. And to me, that's the days that. Matter most when you don't feel like doing anything and you show up and you put in the work and you you bank it for the future and that's the compound effect, you know, just like compound interest makes you rich, you know, compound fitness essentially does make you fit and you're just building a base and, and you know, living to train another day, if you will. So uh, this is my way of getting motivated by hopefully dropping you guys some value and giving you something that you can ride to uh, this Friday night or this weekend or whenever you choose to stumble onto this. And we're going to call this 11 rules you'll never learn in school. Uh, two notes before I kick off. Really fast, I do believe education is important. I think it's the cornerstone of you know being a successful person uh, and human and be productive in society and to make money and, and find something you enjoy doing. I just don't believe it has to be done in the structure of a school setting that's laid out to us today. Now, I don't have a solution for every problem in education, uh, but I do think we're doing uh, kids and youth a huge disservice by teaching them a lot of, I don't want to say the wrong stuff, but by teaching them a lot of irrelevant shit that really has no place in the real world and has no value in it whatsoever And again I don't have an answer if you're an educator out there listening I know you guys are just doing what's laid out to you uh, but obviously there's a problem You know, I graduated college with a ridiculously high GPA um, with honors you know, cum laude is what I graduated with and I walked out the door of school and I had no fucking life skills other than like my dad taught me how to you know, change a tire and not to get in credit card debt and you know the very basic things I learned I learned from you know, growing up and taking losses and, and watching people before me do it, and obviously living on my own, and those are skills, and I'm not saying college and school didn't teach me anything, but I just, and an example I always give is I remember sitting, you know, like in a physics class, and you're like, here, learn the, you know, what the gold symbol is on the chart, like, why the fuck would I need to know what the symbol for gold is on the periodic chart, like, that is just ridiculous, shit. like, when in your life... If you're doing what I do for a living, or you're like a CPA, or you're, you know, like, I can list a thousand jobs, like, you need to know what the symbol for gold is? Like, is that a real, like, we're still teaching that shit? Anyways... This is, uh, I I could go on and on about that stuff, and and I'll do a different podcast on nine things I I do think should be taught in school, because I've been working on that one for a long time, and I do think it matters, and the reason I share that is, and I'm not saying, like, those things aren't important, like, learn history to 1877, like, learn how to do, you know, fucking parallelograms if you think they're important, I'm not saying you, you can't teach that stuff, but please teach the other shit, like, the things that are actually going to help people once they get out into the real world, so they don't just be like, "Wow, I learned all this information just to regurgitate it back out on a test, but it really isn't helping me do dick shit when I get out here so That's a different podcast. I'll touch on it all together. This is actually taken from uh, a Bill Gates uh, speech he did many years ago. I think it was around 2005. I stumbled onto it probably a year after I graduated from college. And he just talks about 11 rules that you're not going to learn in school. Uh, And and they're very valuable. These are are great tips, and that's why I wanted to drop them on you guys. And then we'll touch on the education piece, obviously, later on in something else. But these are just things, uh, reminders, again, that we all know, but yet we are so confused now in the world of, of what what we should have, what, what we expect. I guess there's a some kind of stigma or there's an idea out there that we, we deserve something or that we need something or that we are just guaranteed something by just graduating college or just by being alive where people will say things like oh you know the, the middle class is, is disappearing and it's you know it doesn't exist anymore and, and people can't make it and I agree with the point of wedge, wages in America are stagnant. They're not moving at the pace of everything else. However, what you notice is we're living lifestyles like we're fucking rich and famous and we're like living better than kings lived, you know, a hundred years ago. And we're living better than like the upper class lived thirty years ago. And the the reason I say it is when you look at, you know, the the median uh home square footage in a middle class home in America today is about twenty six hundred square feet that's a pretty big fucking house. It's bigger than the house that I live in. And like, we make good money. And I'm like, people like, oh, I have to at least have a 2,500 square foot house. I at least have to have three vehicles. Everybody has to have an iPhone. I have to have a $200 a month TV package with, you know, with the NFL package connected to it. Like we have to have Netflix and Spotify, and whatever. And I'm not saying those, you don't, you know, you can't have those things, but if you're struggling to afford them and keep those things, You know, you have to really be realistic with what you deserve and what you've worked for and what you've earned and what you do need in your life to be successful. So I think the idea of, well, I went to college and I graduated. I deserve to to have all these things. It's a fairy tale and it's a fantasy and a lot of things in life. uh, They require a ridiculous amount of work, time, effort, energy, and most importantly, fucking patience and i'm not saying people weren't patient 50 years ago but i do think for all the amazing gifts the internet has given us and brought us it has created a sense of i don't want to say entitlement but that's kind of it or thinking that you know because my friend has it i should have it because they're doing it we should do it and i'm i know that went on 30 years ago the difference is it's more prevalent today because you see it every 15 seconds when you scroll on facebook instagram and snapchat and all the other platforms and so that's why i wanted to share these 11 rules that they're not going to teach in school to bring some people back down to reality and just serve as reminders. If you're doing it, what I would consider doing it the right way, you know, by just being a responsible adult, being patient, paying your bills on time, getting out of debt, living a life that's meaningful, full of experience and happiness and joy, not just chasing, you know, material shit and stuff and focusing on all the wrong things and what I consider learning the wrong things or focusing on those, uh, this can be a nice little uh, wake up call or reset for you uh, to know, uh, you know, if you're on the right track, to keep on moving. If you're on the wrong track, hopefully, Hop over to this side, and you guys will be more successful. When I say more successful, I mean healthier, happier, and just live a more meaningful, fulfilled life. So, without further delay, Bill Gates 11 Rules You Will Never Learn in School. Rule number one life is not fair. Get used to it. I think all of us, after the age of probably six, uh, know that at this point. Uh, Nothing is fair. Uh, And that's just how it is. And again, for every gift you don't have, there's probably four or five gifts you do have. And the phrasing I use all the time when people are like, well, easy for you to say, Jeremy, because you have X, Y, and Z. And admittedly, I do. I'm super fucking lucky, man. Like, I have a great life. Uh, I'm, you know, healthy. Uh, My brain works the way that it works. I can get my body to do things a lot of other people can't do. Um, I do feel very fortunate. But on the same note, I've died for this. I have worked 100 hours a week, every week, for the past almost 11 years at this point um, and there's even some days where I'm like fuck man I'm exhausted I can't believe I'm working at this pace and it's, it's going to slow down because I can feel my body and my life slowing down and, and I take the pauses when I need to but when people say you know it, it's not fair you know for, to me for example well, Jeremy you have this and you have this I get that but when you look at the scope of your life if there's 8 billion people on the planet you're doing pretty well When you look at all the shit that could be happening to you, and I always say if we all threw our problems in a pile and we could see all the shit every single person was dealing with, not just in America and in our ecosystem, but all across the world, you would sprint back in that pile and grab your own problems pretty quick because you got it pretty fucking good, man, because you're listening to me on a podcast, probably on a $1,500 iPhone. That is a gift that a lot of people will never get. So, admittedly, I know life's not fair. It would be way easier if, you know, my parents, uh, you know, grew up in, uh, you know, Laguna Beach and we grew up in a $3 million house. It would have made this whole building a business and uh, transition a lot simpler, but that wasn't my life. So, I I take the cards as I get them. Rule number two, the world won't care about your self-esteem. The world will expect you to accomplish something before you feel good about yourself. The world won't care about your self-esteem. The world will expect you to accomplish something before you feel good about yourself. And that's true. Uh, I say this all the time, and I don't mean to be morbid or to downplay. I love the people here uh, at Jeremy Scott Fitness. I love the people who come in here, and I get to see every day. 99.9% of them are awesome. They're positive. They're amazing. Uh, because people who suck <laughs> don't tend to stick around long. We kind, of, we kind of weed them out in our own way. Uh, but they're great. And they're amazing. All of our online people. My, this 47 day Transformation group I have right now, they're a bunch of fucking rock stars, dude. Like they're crushing it. They're posting. They're amazing. They're engaged. Um, it's very motivating to see and to watch them uh, do what they're doing. And all of you guys who listen to the podcast and the messages I get on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, for the most part, uh, very, very positive. And uh, I say that to say this. If I didn't produce at this pace, if I didn't have a podcast like this, if I didn't share the workouts that I share and I was in the shape that I was in, if I didn't show up to work here and produce, nobody would give a shit. And so my self-esteem is obviously derived from, you know, me putting in a good effort to, you know, doing the best that I can and feeling, you know, when I look in the mirror each night that I've, you know, maximized my potential. And the reason I say the world doesn't care because it doesn't, man, like we're all very selfish and I think that's normal. And I say that to say this. As much as the people here love me and think that I'm great and I show up and I'm consistent, if my whole family got murdered tomorrow, um, I know people here would feel bad. But on a selfish note, and rightfully so, they'd probably be, you know, a day or two would go by. And then like day three or four, they'd be like, okay, well, who's going to coach the groups? Who's going to look at my stuff? Who's going to help me out? Because their life still has to go on. Their life still needs to go. So again, the world does not care about your self-esteem. You have to care about it for you by doing things for yourself. That's just my takeaway of my two cents. Number three. You will not make sixty thousand dollars a year right out of high school. You won't be a vice president with a car phone until you earn both. Now, this is you know obviously way back in two thousand five before the world that we live in now. I guess if I would equate it today, it'd be you know you're not going to make a hundred thousand dollars a year right out of high school. I think that's safe to say for ninety nine percent of you listening. Most of you, your first job out of school, you did not make a hundred thousand dollars a year. In fact. For a lot of you, depending on what industry you're in, if you're a doctor, you know, lawyer, things like that, obviously you're gonna to go to school for 10 plus years and you're probably gonna come out making six figures, but you're also probably chewing on four, five, six, seven hundred thousand $700,000 plus of student loan debt, which is a different conversation altogether. But just know those things take time and you have to be patient and you have to be willing to have a, a particular set of skills and provide so much value to people that you 're worth earning one hundred thousand dollars per year, and I get that question a lot from young fitness people in our space uh, now in fitness, you can make what I consider you know good money is it ridiculously great money no if you 're comparing it to like the financial world obviously you 're managing a hedge fund you 're going to be making multiple multiple millions of dollars per year. Very few people in fitness are making you know ten twenty thirty forty fifty million dollars a year it 's just not it 's not what we do so to ask, hey, is it hard to make $100,000 a year? Fuck yeah, it is. You have to be really good at what you do. You have to put in the work, and it's going to take time. I remember like, my wife, when she first started out in her career, I think she probably makes you know, four times what she made 10 years ago. Now, again, when she got fresh out of college, she's managing basically two you know hotel properties, but that was her skill set then she wasn't worth the money she's worth now. She hadn't acquired the skills yet. It takes patience. It takes you mastering a craft and showing you can do something. And a lot of people say, I need to make 100K a year. And I'm like, for what? Do you know what that looks like in terms of work? How much effort and sacrifice you have to give to make 100? If you say, oh, I have to make 200 or 300. Or the people say, I have to make a million dollars. Like, do you realize what the fuck that really is, you guys? Like, to make a million dollars a year, you have to make 83,333 bucks a month Every month for 12 months That is going to take Like a ridiculous amount of stress And workload For almost every single one of you listening And for what? Like if the average 1% earner in America Is like 445,000 Why would you need to make a million? Like I guess the point being is you have to be patient with all of these things. And a lot of times we put these arbitrary numbers on stuff or think, Well, I graduated from college, you know, I, I, I'm worth this or I deserve this. If you are, go work somewhere, whatever salary they start at, and show you're worth it. Show your sole value, show your linchpin show you are so valuable they cannot get rid of you, that you are just essential to the organization. And if you quit, it would either shut down or would take a massive blow. And if you're making 45 today and you walk in and say, hey, I need $88,000 to stay, you're so fucking awesome, they'll pay it for you. Otherwise, you're worth whatever they pay you. And again, if you're listening and you're a new college graduate or you're changing careers or you're shifting, just know it takes time. The people worth the money will get paid it. The other people simply will not. Rule number four, If you think your teacher is tough, wait till you get a boss. This is true as well. I know a lot of people hate school. I hate it for sure. I don't think there's many people who hated school more than me. Um, But just know, if you think school is tough, the real world is way fucking worse. Um, There is no summer break. There is no uh, Christmas vacations. Uh, there is no going to class at 10 o'clock and getting out at 2. Um, you're probably not getting shit-faced until 2 in the morning and then obviously you know, rolling into class or skipping class completely and still passing. Um, it doesn't work. And I know a lot of people think uh, it's, you know, it's terrible, it's rough. The real world is way rougher than obviously school is if you guys are, have been in that phase. And for you guys who are working out there, obviously you know what I'm talking about. And I think even in terms of that, you think, oh, well, my, my boss sucks, my corporation sucks, I, I want to go work for myself, and albeit that works for me, um, I would struggle working in the same context my wife works in and being in a giant corporate machine, uh, that's just not my personality type, I'm not saying I could never do it, but it would have to be a perfect situation in the right context, and that would have to give me a lot of freedom and autonomy to do my thing, um, so I wouldn't do great with it, and on the same side. A lot of people think like, man, I hate corporate America. I hate my job. I hate my boss. I'm going to quit and work for myself. That's a different stress and a different animal altogether. And I think people think the grass is always greener on the other side, and it's not. A lot of people aren't meant to be their own boss. A lot of people aren't going to die for something like I'm willing to die for it. And many other people like myself are. You're way better, you know, having paid vacations and getting weekends off and, you know, having a guaranteed check coming in from a machine. Take that for what it's worth. Rule number five, flipping burgers is not beneath your dignity. Your grandparents had a different word for burger flipping. They called it opportunity. This is true as well. A lot of people out there thinking that they deserve something. This is the point I was driving at earlier, or certain jobs or tasks are beneath them. If you don't have any money and you're in debt and you're trying to get a start or you want to get into an industry or a field, do whatever you have to do to get there. I'm not, obviously, know your value. Don't, do, you know, don't be underpaid. But again, if you're looking for, to do something and you can't, you know, it gives me that, like, you want to be a firefighter. And like, that's a really tough job to get for most people. In most places, you have to wait until someone either transfers, quits, or dies. Typically, that's how it works. Because so those guys hold on to those jobs for a long time. And so if you can't get in there, obviously, you can do some you know, ENT stuff and different things. But if you had to deliver pizzas or drive Uber, so fucking what? if it helped pay your bills. So many people want to be so fancy so early. And there's, a, there's some people here uh, who are currently in dental program, they're going to go out to be dentists. And if you look at you know, they're probably going to be in school for at least say, four or five more years. And when they come out of school, they're probably going to have, you know, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt, if not more. And I'm not giving them advice unless they ask for it. When they come to me, I say, hey, my two cents would be this. You're going to get out of school and when you, you, you know, work for somebody else in a practice, you start your own practice, you're going to start to make what most people consider a shit ton of money. But you are not a dentist yet. You are not rich yet. My advice to you would be live as cheap as you can, as long as you can, and pay down some of those student loans because it's going to cripple you over the long run. Now, again, they're asking for my opinion, so I'm going to give it. By all means, do what you want. But just because you initially start a job on year one and you have a salary, like you aren't super rich yet if you still have debts to pay or the way I look at it for me, I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I'm like, when I am have my one corporate job, I'm hustling, you know, training people in the morning, I'm training people at night, I'm taking, like, I mean, literally when I started this, you guys, like, real talk, I remember we had, like, I had, well, the first month I was in business, I made 342 bucks. And that's gross, not net. So I'm hemorrhaging money. Like I'm losing fucking money the first month I'm in business. In fact, for the first couple of months I was in business. On a Sunday, I'm driving up to the gym to basically do a fitness portion of a basketball camp for like sixth grade kids for 20 fucking dollars. So hear me out here. I'm getting in my car and driving 15 minutes to go hustle and train some of these kids for $20 dollars for about 30 minutes and then driving back. So literally working, you know, an hour plus in the car with all that for 20 bucks because I needed it. I wasn't beneath it. I'm reffing basketball games on the weekends in between fitness. I even went as far to get my uh, substitute teaching cert here in Arizona. So I'm like, hey, if I have free time and I'm really struggling and I have to go sub a couple days because I have no clients and no money and I don't know what the hell I'm doing, I'll go make 80 bucks. The point is, that's not beneath me. And if Uber would have existed back then, I sure as shit would have drove Uber. Or if I worse came to worse, I'd be like, I'll deliver pizzas for Domino's. I don't give a fuck, man. I have bills to pay. I have things to do. I'm trying to make a dream become a reality. And so I don't look at any of that stuff as beneath me. And if I had to do I today, I would for surely do it. If... Again, I've shared this before. My wife and I are on a journey to pay off our house. Knock on wood. Hopefully, we have only 11 payments left. So if you do the math, that is 11 months of payments for you guys out there. And we'll make uh, number 11 here on Sunday, I believe. And then hopefully only 10 after that. Now, something could go wrong, and it might be longer than that. But that's the goal I'm really pushing for, and that's partially why I'm so exhausted lately. Uh, Point being is this. If I didn't make the money I made here doing this, what I love... I would for surely side hustle and do Uber or something like that that could generate an extra five six seven eight hundred a thousand bucks a month to throw out that debt so I could have my house completely paid off at 36 years old and be debt free. So the point is, is that these things aren't beneath any of us. They're called opportunities. And for a lot of people, it might be just doing some free work or some cheap work for people in an industry you want to be part of and you know, kind of I guess, you know, earning your spot. And then if you do here, here's the thing. If someone came to me and say, Jeremy, I want to come into your space and I'm fucking amazing at video editing. I'm amazing at, uh, you know, SEO stuff or podcast stuff or, uh, ads, or I'm I'm amazing at, at fitness, or I want to learn the ropes of fitness and help your people and provide value for them and work with youth groups or whatever. If you came in here and wanted to hustle for no money and you were super fucking awesome, guess where you'd probably work soon for me and for our machine and our stuff. So again, there is a lot of opportunity in the things that people think are beneath them. Number six, if you mess up, it's not your parents' fault. So don't whine about your mistakes, learn from them. Uh, you, you guys know this uh, to be true. A lot of people wanna place blame on you know, their parents and the world and the economy, or I actually had a lady one time uh, message me and tell me that the reason that she had gained weight was because we had a new president in the office. I mean, this is real shit that I hear. Um, It's not the president's fault if your life isn't great. It's not the economy's fault. It's not because if a recession happens. It's not because of your mom or your dad or whatever ecosystem. It's your fault. Um, You know, you can't control the shit that happens to you, but you can control how you react to it. And you can put yourself in a position to be successful. And most of my mistakes in life, and not all, but most of the mistakes in life that have happened to me or the things that have been wrong or the things that didn't go my way, ultimately, I was responsible for it. When, I, when you really, if you want to be real with yourself, which is a hard thing to do for a lot of people, and you look in the mirror and say, the reason that your life sucks shit, Jeremy, is because you're fucking up and you're making mistakes and you're not doing the things and you didn't do the things you know, previously to put yourself in the position to be successful today and you didn't safeguard yourself or invest in yourself or whatever the reasoning was, 99% of the time, I was at fault. And when you can take extreme accountability for yourself... Shit gets really good really quick. Number seven, before you were born, your parents weren't as boring as they are now. They got that way from paying bills, cleaning your clothes, listening to you talk about how cool you thought you are. So before you save the rainforest from the parasites of your parents' generation, try de-lousing the closet in your own room. Uh, I'll leave that for what it's worth. I, I think uh, you know if, if I look back and how I take that is, um, when we're kids, we're kind of shitheads. Uh, we we don't treat our parents as nice as we should for certain spurts for whatever reason. Like, we don't think they're cool or they're awesome. And, you know, I remember my sister would ask if he like, dropped off, you know, uh, further away from school because we never had nice cars. And my dad, you know, drove pieces of shit. You know, for what's worth, like, my dad is, for all the faults he has, um, financially... I don't want to say he's a genius because that's not the right word but he was very responsible and frugal and for all the dumb shit he did spend money on in term of, and he was the first person to tell me like hey I don't buy this because I spent enough money on cigarettes and booze and, and he would waste money on that he never bought a new vehicle um, he always drove just you know pieces of shit that just got him around from point A to point B and didn't care what people thought and uh, I could choose to take hey I should you know drink booze and smoke cigarettes as the lesson but I never did I go well You know, my dad doesn't give a shit what he drives, and he's getting from point A to point B, and he doesn't put things on credit cards and go in debt, so I'm like, the point I'm I'm trying to say is, we don't treat our parents right, and there's a lot of awesome things they're teaching us, and showing us, at the end of the day, whether your parents are perfect or not, which no parent is, they're doing the best they can, you know, for the most part, Um we're alive because our mom and dads didn't let us fucking die, you guys. like They, they gave us water, they fed us food, they, they put clothes on our back, and they sent us out into the world, and they gave a shit about us, and they probably did the best they could. So point being is just appreciate your mom and dad, and if you haven't told them thank you in a while, thank you, Janet. Thank you, Perry. appreciate you guys. I would not be here today without you, um, and I know you guys did the best you could, so I appreciate you uh, for who you are. Number eight, your school may have done away with winners and losers, but life has not. In some schools, they have abolished failing grades, and they give you as many times as you want to get the answer right. That doesn't bear the slightest resemblance to anything in the real world. This might be one of the most important things uh, of all, just for the fact of it's true. You know, There are winners and losers in the world. In fact, you're going to lose a lot in life, and the fact that they don't do this in school, or some schools do away with voting for class presidents, and <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of these sports leagues, don't believe in keeping score and having winners and losers is probably the biggest fucking disservice you can do to a kid uh, in their life. In fact, you know, I don't know why you would play sports if you didn't keep score. I really don't understand. Like, even like when we're, like we joke here at Jeremy Scott Fitness, there's a kid, Adam Mims, who always say like, I, I won Jeremy Scott Fitness today. And I'm like, what does that mean you won Jeremy Scott Fitness? like, I won the workout. Even though there's like nothing we're, we're tracking – um, he's like, I won the workout, and we joke here. Him and, and Jeremy Williams, another guy, they're both uh, they're both Iron Men here, and uh, we joke. like, well, I didn't know we we're competing, and I'm like, we're always fucking competing, we're always trying. If nothing else, we're competing with ourselves. But like, when you play sports and you're in school, yeah, you are competing against other people in those arenas. You are now outside of life. Like, I wouldn't compare your life to somebody else's because it's not measurable. It's you know apples to oranges, but in school they do compare you. Like you're, it's called a class rank. It's part of the game, whether you agree with it or not. It's important, and the same thing for business. Like they keep track and they keep score at work. Who meets their sales goals and who doesn't? And if you don't, you're fucking gone. Like if you're a salesperson and you don't meet your goals consistently, you will be fired. And if you're teaching a kid at eight, nine, ten, to not worry about that stuff, how how are you preparing them for the future? You simply aren't. Like what we do here, like. We keep score here at Jeremy Scott Fitness in our business. like It's called the P&L sheet. And if the L's are more than the P's, we won't be around for very long. And we can't help anybody. As nice as we are and as great as we are and we can sing all that kumbaya shit, but the real world doesn't give a fuck. Like, I have to pay like the APS bill here. I have to pay the Cox bill here. I have to pay my team members here. So, yeah, keeping score does matter. And I think the, the earlier on in life you can understand that A – Like we talked about, life is not fair, but you can take some losses. Those are the things that are going to shape you and change you and mold you. And you can be a poor loser and a sore loser, and that's fine. But you still have to keep score and know who's winning and who's losing. All the greatest things in life, as hard as it is to admit and say, came from me fucking up, failing, and losing. It just did. And I think a lot of the things that drive me today in this life is because... I lost so much at everything else. <laughs> I just my gift is I sucked at everything, you guys. And that's why I do feel like I can empathize with almost everybody because everything in my life has been really hard for me. Like it's been really hard for me to achieve everything. You know, you, you meet people who just like naturally are like fit or naturally smart or naturally just good at sports. Like I'm athletic enough to do things, but there's this guys I remember I'd play with and they're just like they're naturally just their footwork is just naturally good. Or they could just, they naturally just had certain things. And I always felt like I had to try, like, really fucking hard for all of it. And that comes from losing. And the reason I I lost at so many things has helped me become this version of the person today. And I learned from it, okay, it's it's not, you accept defeat. When you're 10 years old and you're getting your ass beat, you're like, wow, some people are just better. And I have a choice. Either A, accept it, they're just better than me. Or I can work my fucking ass off as hard as humanly possible to put myself in the same arena as them and god willing if a couple breaks go my way and i worked hard i can maybe beat these guys some of the time or i can become better than them or sometimes people are just better it just is and that's a great lesson to learn it doesn't mean you're a failure but the reality is like lebron james to me he's just better at basketball he just is like tiger woods to golf to me he's just better it's just part of the game. And if we never let that sink in at ages 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, what the fuck's going to happen when people are 25, 30, and 35 as they have to start finding that out? It gets pretty rough out there. Number nine, life is not divided into semesters. You don't get summers off, and very few employers are interested in helping you find yourself. Do that on your own. Uh, you guys know this to be true, 100% sure. The real world is, is real. And it's uh, it's very unforgiving out there. And you just have to yeah, self-awareness is a gift. And I think the more we move into this version of the world, uh, the more you have to know yourself and what makes you happy and what makes you tick and what's important to you. And that's why I make podcasts like this. And they're not just, you know, talking about sets and reps and split squats and pushups. It's about finding who you are and what drives you. And knowing that life is continuous and it's it's an everyday grind, 24-7, 365. It, it doesn't get broken up. You really don't get gaps you know to take off and, and figure your shit out unless you do it for yourself and so it's you taking your free time not maybe just sitting in front of Netflix for 22 hours a week and not just doing mindless things like actually finding out who you are and what drives you and what's important and there's a million ways to go about that but you ultimately have to do that and know who you are and what you want to do and what you want to get out of life because your employer and your job and your career do not give a shit about that they care about you producing and filling a need inside that organization number 10 TV is not real life. In real life, people people actually have to leave the coffee shop and go get jobs. Now, obviously, he's referring to Friends, the TV show. And the way I would preface this now in 2019 would be: social media is not real life. I mean, it is and it isn't. Obviously, most more people know me on social media than know me in person. Uh, I thought about this other day, Dave DiLorenzo and I. Uh, I don't have Dave on the podcast, too. He is an amazing dude, a runner, super fit dude, uh, runs a super successful bar and restaurant insurance business here uh, in the Valley, and uh, him and I were talking, and social media is it, it's a version of reality, because I, I probably see 100 to 150 people a week, give or take, but I talk to, uh, between the podcast and Instagram and the newsletter and everything, probably about a million people a week read my stuff or hear me talk or see me on video, and so what, what's real and what's not real? Um, So that's why we had the conversation about that. But what I'm saying is in terms of the context of people fronting super hard, um, social media is super fake in a lot of ways. A lot of people front and and put up the best versions of themselves and, and, and share a lot of fake shit. And I'm not telling people what to do, but the real world is the real world. Um, Everything's not always vacations in Mykonos and looking pictures, you know, perfect in pictures and 19 filters and sitting in front of a car that you lease flashing fake money or sitting in a jet and doing a bunch of horseshit. The real world's going to come with ups and downs and there's going to be good days and bad days. And that's just part of it. And you have to understand that. And that's why I always will preach on you can't keep up with the Joneses. You can't, you know, say, well, all my friends do this or all my friends do that. And I'm like, nobody gives a shit about that. That's some 14-year-old bullshit. If you're still talking like that, well, my friends get to do this or so-and-so is doing that or how does so-and-so afford that or how does so-and-so drive that or how do they... It does not matter what they're doing. You bull in your own lane and you worry about yourself. You do not compare and you don't give a shit about the people around you. When you can get real quiet, you know, and just focus on you, solely you, And your life gets so amazing so fast. And and I don't know how else to say it. My wife, I love her to death. She's a fucking rock star. She's way smarter than me uh, in a lot of ways. But for a long time, she would do the comparison game and and live in this ecosystem of that shit. And she's 33 years old now. And this is the first, probably the last six months of her life where she she gets it. And I'll get her on the podcast here and she can talk about it too. Um, She gets it now. And I, you can say it to somebody, you can show them, you can tell them, but until they really feel it for themselves and they let go of the comparison stuff and they really are confident in who they are and what they're doing and what's driving them and they know what's important. And that's why I talk about, you know, EQ, your emotional intelligence and self-awareness being one of the greatest gifts on earth. Man, life is very, it's it's really fulfilling. It's the most freeing feeling in the world. And luckily enough, uh, I was born with this gift of not giving a fuck <laughs> about anything, really. Um, even though I, I did worry about the normal stuff, all of you guys did. But it's been a, probably a good, you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen years ish for me, uh, where I felt this. And man, it's like it's like you're you're walking around with a two hundred pound rucksack on your back and in front of you that is just weighing you the fuck down. And once you just cut that thing loose, um, it's a really good place to live in. Uh, so that's. For a different podcast altogether. Finishing out here with rule eleven: Be nice to nerds. Chances are you'll end up working for one. This probably is true too uh, for a lot of you uh, people out there. Uh, I'm not saying I'm a nerd, but I'm, I'm a dork for sure. I guess I'm in this. I guess it's all the same stuff. Um, I'd like to think I was like one of the cool kids even though socially I'm very awkward. But I played sports, so kind of like sometimes sports just makes you kind of fit in with people and they kind of like you just because you can play athletics, which is really weird. Um, and if you really get to know me, no, no, nothing I do really matches up and uh, makes any sense, like my love for hip-hop and then mixed with all the other quirky, weird shit that really has nothing to do with any of that. But point being is be nice to people in general, I think, is the takeaway, especially the people who you don't think matter or are important Um, it's a really shitty way to live life. And we do that based on how quote-unquote popular people are and how good-looking they are and what kind of shape they're in or what kind of car they drive. And it's just, you know, it's judging a book by its cover. It's all the materialistic bullshit. And my two cents is just be nice to people, like everybody you meet. And not for the fact of like, oh, later on in life, you never know the connection it can be or what they can do for you. Yeah, you can do it for that if you want. But I think it's just a good practice, like just to be a good human, like just to be a cool person, like just to be kind to others. It's a great gift. It, it's just... It, you can never go wrong being nice. And people will say, well, Jeremy, nice guys finish last. Eh, it's it's horse shit. Nice guys might lose the first and second and third quarter, but nice people always win the fucking game, man. Like, nice people might lose the first three quarters and they might be trailing, you know, 88 you know, to 86, but in that fourth quarter, nice people always fucking win, and they end up winning the game, and they win by a big margin. I believe that to be true. There's a lot of people here... I go out of my way for and extend myself for that they can do nothing for me they're not they can't help me elevate my career or my life or my financial status or anything else they can they're always going to be a drain to me and I'm always going to be a fountain for them and that's okay I try to do that with every single relationship in my life I try to give more than I take with everybody and I think I do that pretty fucking well um, I try to be 51% to their 49. So even for the people who in my life who have given me a lot, uh, obviously like your parents, my wife, shit like that, um, but people in my in the fitness world, right? So if I think of people, who have I took a lot of shit from? Like I've known BJ Gador for a long time. Uh, I take a lot of shit from BJ and vice versa. So I try to give to him more than I take, hopefully. Uh, him and I in the same circle with David Jack, I don't know if we can ever give DJ more than we've taken from him because he's like, you know fitness Jesus, if you will, um, in terms of like this knowledge and not, I mean, I'm talking like life knowledge and advice and and things and way to see the world and the way to treat people. But I still try to give him more than I take from him. And hopefully I can. Um, But the point being is you try to be nice to everybody. And you try to just you you give as much as you can. And obviously, when you get on a certain level, you can reciprocate and and work with awesome, amazing people. But just don't be a fuckface. Like, don't be a dickhead, don't be mean, don't be rude, don't judge people. It's just it, it's petty, it's immature, it makes you look like an asshole, and nobody wins when you do that. I just think the nicer you can be to everyone, um, it's going to pay you back. And karma's a real thing. I think the more good shit you put onto the world, the more good shit's going to come back to you. And, and for the sake of that, for you guys who are out there, if you're in school and you're in an ecosystem, Be nice to everybody you go to school with because odds are, you know, that might be a person who puts you on and gets you a job or somebody you work with in the future and not just because of what they can do for you in the future. You just do it to be a good human. And the example I give is one of the worst things you can do is I remember I I could share a million stories about this, but you know how many people reach out to me now to film video content or be on the podcast or, or hang out with me or work with me or do certain projects with me because they see what I can give them and what I can do for them and how much value or how much shine they can get or how much money they can make off of me for doing things. I'm not naive to that. I understand that's how it works. Now, where the fuck were these people five, six, seven, eight years ago? They weren't around. And again, they might not have known about me, but again, now because we have some juice and we have a little bit of a following and we have a voice and we have some stuff, now they want to work with you. So you have to just kind of be aware of that. But also, I guess on the same note, to your benefit, if you guys are in that position now where you're moving up in your career and people are treating you a certain way and talking to you a certain way, you've earned that. You've earned the right to people to want to work with you. You've earned the right for people to want to, to, to collaborate with you and do projects with you and give you shine like you give them shine. And so the takeaway... Just be an awesome human and be nice to people. And I think you're going to win, not just in, in in business, but in life. And I think that's what it's about. So hopefully you guys enjoyed these Bill Gates 11 rules you'll never learn in school. I know I got off track like I typically tend to do on, on a handful of things because I am passionate about this just as much as about fitness and finance and everything else, because I do think these are important things for life. And I will do a podcast on, you know, kind of like the seven things I think they should teach in school. And I'll go into way more detail on that and why I think that from my own you know, failings of being a young adult and fucking up and learning stuff. And I still do a lot of stupid shit. I just am really lucky now to be surrounded by so many amazing people uh, who have fucked up even bigger than me and uh, they're willing to give me advice or you know, offer tips so I don't make the same mistakes they did. And the last thing I'll share here is if you're out there and you want to learn something, ask people who've already done it. Ask people who are already in the field or the industry and have failed and succeeded multiple times over or go hang out with somebody who's 20, 30, 40, 50 years older than you who's done something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to be rich, like, talk to old rich people. Makes a lot of sense. Like, ask them how the fuck they did it and ask 20 of them how they did it. Odds are there's a lot of commonalities there. If you want to be super fit, go message 10 fit people. See what they did. And not real fit, like real fit people, coaches, not people like plastic surgery and steroids and all that horse shit, like real people. And ask them what they did. Odds are, there's some basic commonalities there. I think if you want to do that, um, it'll level up your life almost instantly. it'll, It'll kind of success hack you guys doing everything you want to do. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that quick 11 rules here. If you are on iTunes by chance and you have an iPhone, an iPad, or a MacBook, stop don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five star, leave a comment, anything whatsoever. Be as honest as you like. I love reading your guys' feedback. And if you dig this, share this with a friend, family member, co worker, somebody you think it can provide any value to whatsoever. Because it is important, it does selfishly help us grow the podcast. And the casket effect you guys have by sharing positive information only makes the world a more badass, amazing place to live. So, uh, what else? We've got some stuff coming on the pipe. I think we'll have Candice Hutzpot on the podcast next Friday, and maybe I can get my wife if I can drag her on the podcast here maybe tomorrow or even Sunday. We'll see. Um, but a bunch of other stuff coming down the queue, but if you want to hear something specific, shoot me a message. I will gladly get to it if I can speak on it. And just a reminder, these are all on the Jeremy Scott Fitness YouTube page for all you guys who have been listening. Uh, you can find... About 90% of the podcast on Jeremy Scott Fitness YouTube page in the podcast tab. Also, if you guys asking on uh, my mobility stuff, you see me on Instagram posting, you know, mandatory mobility. And you're like, Jeremy, what do you do for your mobility flow? What mobility drills do you use? We have a specific playlist on the Jeremy Scott Fitness YouTube page titled Mobility and Foam Rolling. You can click it. I walk you guys through all the flows and a ton of foam rolling drills as well. Just subscribe to the page. There's like 850 videos on there right now and they're all 100% free for you to use. So my gift to you guys, if you want to move better and feel better. And again, like you know, I say, mobility is important. It's the one thing that we can hold on to probably our entire life. So make sure you're doing it today because it is not magically going to get better if you don't do it yourself. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, Keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.